Johnny, I want my liver back. I'm at your bedroom door. The one that always scared me was the one where there was a lady and she had her dog and it licked her hand in the middle of the night after she heard a dripping noise. But then she woke up in the morning and the dripping noise was her dog and it was like being killed. So it was dripping oh, blood on the floor. So then what licked her hand? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Greetings. My name is Ketsukawattle. I am the Aztec deity of uh, wind and learning. Uh... Yep, I'm Brian Ferry, uh, ex-lead singer of Roxy Music and solo artist in my own right. And as ever, I am Alistair. <laughs> what a trick. My name's actually Jamie. I'm a 20-year-old university student oh, from the city of Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> what a ruse. How disappointing. Uh, welcome we'll to Get right Your Hands your Off My Dogcast, episode four, uh, the podcast where we discuss films about dogs. And uh, this week, we are returning to the beloved Airbud franchise with Airbud Golden Receiver. That is right. A film uh, cherished by Oliver. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a return to me, uh, not just to the franchise, but to this movie, which I accidentally watched for episode one rather than the original Airbud. So, uh, uh, you know, this film has been in my head for quite a while, and it's going to be a relief to, to get some stuff out. Well, that's good. Some stuff. That's good, Oliver. Uh, before we get into any discussion of the film... Mm. Uh, which I'm sure the listeners will be clamouring for. Uh, do you have an icebreaker to just, you know, lo- loosen ourselves up a bit? Yeah. Uh, do, do you... I can't remember how to phrase... How is it phrased? Oh, uh... Do you... Hey, hey, can you... Can you love? <laughs> I am unable to love. You're unable? My heart is but stone. Willing or, or just... Uh, it was turned to stone uh, but, by a witch. But do you want to be able to love, the or are you just content with The tender it? age of three. No, I'd like to love. Um, unfortunately, I was cursed. Okay. Um, I, I sold my soul to her. Um, Did you get for, anything for in exchange? A, yeah, it was for a pack of Hubba Bubba. Oh, um, fair which flavour? Grape? Uh, yeah, grape. Lovely. Um, looking back, fairly poor decision. Did you ever get one of those Hubba Bubba strings and um, eat the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Just that was the best way to do it. You just, um, you just yeah. the disc ones, and you just take off... You just, Open it up and just fucking yeah, yeah. a massive bite out of it. Yeah, that's what I do. The 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 the, oh, the weight of it, people the volume that just goes in. Strap, strap of fucking well, suckers, you yeah. know. You, you got to get right in there. It's the only way. It's incredible. And then the bubbles you can blow. But so I mean, that was a worthwhile deal um, to not be able to love. But that's, yeah, well, you know, sometimes I'm surprised I, I haven't heard this story before. Sometimes I do miss the feeling of love. Um, yeah. I live a fairly cold, uh, lifeless existence. Also, what about you? Are you able to love? Um, I am able to love. I generally choose not to for religious reasons. <laughs> yeah. um, what religion is this? Well, it's mainly self-worship, <laughs> if I'm <laughs> honest. I feel that loving other people would kind of detract from my narcissistic love of myself. Yeah, point. Good one. And that's not really something I'm willing to do. But maybe at some point in the future when I've, I've finished my self-adoration, then maybe we'll move on to you know somebody else. Doesn't seem like you. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't see that ever happening. Mm. Shall we discuss Airbud Golden Receiver? But first, Oliver, can you love? Yes, I'm entirely normal. There is no anecdote to go with that. I'm fine. I can love. I'm a good guy. All right. He's not fine. <laughs> He's he is not so, fine. so not fine. He's really fucked. Um, yeah, Airbud Golden Receiver. What happens in this movie? What first? a film it was, Jamie. There were highs, there were lows, there was a whole lot of bits where I didn't feel anything at all. I found mostly lows. Yeah, was not a, not a huge fan, but we'll get into that later on. Uh, so, so the plot. Okay, let's go through. Plot. Yes. Yeah, it's guys, rough. you know the premise of the film. Air Bud is a dog who loves. And the premise. <laughs> the premise. <laughs> okay, fuck you both. <laughs> okay. Sometimes words are difficult. That's true. Or well, you're just you know 
to talking to our French listeners. So. I am. <laughs> I like to appeal. Uh, look. look, Oliver, we're an international. J'ai tombé dans l'escalier. I'm aware of that. Um, oui. <laughs> good on Alors you. De so you know, it's it's the same structure as as Airbud, in which we learn that he could play basketball, but this time we learn that he can play football. Uh, Josh is a few years older; he's a surly teen. There's a bit of a subplot in this film with a new man in his mother's life. Uh, long-time fans of the podcast will recall that his father died of it in a tragic, tragic, um, <laughs> sorry, um, tragic, yes. in a tragic accident, or at least was alleged to die in a tragic accident. Obviously, he's now an alcoholic clown in Canada. Wasn't episode one for more on that? Um, so yeah, there's a bit of a subplot within a new man, uh, a vet named Patrick. Patrick Trousen, the second actor to play Doctor Who. I believe that's incorrect. I believe it was Patrick Sullivan. Oh yeah, he was ten years dead from um, having sex. Okay, so <laughs> that is not what's going on. That's how Patrick Trousen died, though, and it's a good good tale. All right, <laughs> sounds it. What is? Uh, how did, wait, how did he die? There's not much more to it than that. He was having sex with a fan, I think, dressed as the second Doctor. <laughs> had a heart attack oh at a God. convention. Yeah, Holy allegedly, shit. allegedly, but it, that's I, fantastic. I'm pretty sure it's true. Well, I mean, a man died, so it's you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, but what a way to go. Oh, that's yeah, I'll agree. Yeah. I'll agree with that. This is definitely going out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the plot of the film. <laughs> yes, there's a new man. Josh is Josh is not happy. He's, he's mm. uh, he doesn't want a new father. No. Um, and equal at the same time, this father's also like, "Hey, do you like football?" And Josh is like, "No, I'm more of a basketball guy." And this this guy's just really trying to push the football angle on him. And he's like, "Listen, mate, I'm a fucking basketball player, all right?" Um, so he's really just, just you can't getting, like getting under two sports at the same time. It's, oh, yeah, but can't. that, as, well, as we later learn from the wise but overweight coach, is something that you can that? actually do. Coach Finelli. Yeah, no, Finelli. Finelli. Just say it like that. You don't. Have he's to always seen this. eating. He's always got like a sandwich hanging he's, out of his mouth. He's your archetypal uh, overweight Italian coach. Yeah, looks kind of like a taller Danny DeVito. And that's really all there is. You know, the dog plays the sport as well, and they they end up winning. Oh, wait, no, there's also this... Oh, there are some dog nappers. Yeah, there are dog nappers, and they want Air Bud for their circus animal performance. It's... That's really... I feel Thinking like about it, that's incredibly underdeveloped, and uh, they, you know, she, it's not fun to watch. It's a really so terrible. They're inept, and yeah. she's not, not terrible good. performances. It really has almost no impact on the film. Yeah, I just I was not a fan of that, that at all. Uh, they had no, uh, no near as much screen presence as uh, Mr. Happy Slappy or exactly. Mr. Snively as he was there was from, no from the first Airbud. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know, like just thinking about it, like they're like, oh yeah, we want to kidnap this dog, and then they do. And then Josh looks from from him and he's like, oh, well, I better go to the sports game. And then Airbud just turns up at the sports game with Patrick. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, well, it's kind of resolved itself, really. Oh, because well, the no, because I mean, Airbud Air, escapes. Airbud Air Air like gets out of with the keeping. And keeping there's a good him. scene with a chimp dressed in overalls, yeah. but I mean, just generally speaking, it's not really like no, they add, they seem, they add connect. nothing to the film. It's just like yeah. it's it's. To be honest, yeah, because I guess it's like trying to add like another threat to the film and stuff. But I feel like there's mm. a, there's, there's enough sort of conflict with Josh not liking the new father, yeah, and like, that feels more like grounded and not fucking stupid. So uh, it yeah, I wasn't a fan of the villains. Father's caperish, yeah. That just it was very kind of. Oh, I don't know. I mean, like you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody's not a film which we're we're expecting to be pushing the brand no, of cinema. No, but but e- even so, that that was weak. Yeah, even by dog. Film it felt standards. really sort of Beethoven two level. Um, <laughs> so yeah, not 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 great. Um, what did you think about the wider film, guys? I was just going to say, just to briefly recap the film, it's basically the same plot as yes, Airbud 1, done that. except we've substituted done. with football. Yeah. football that, that same is, thing. They that's won the it. game. That's fine. all you need. More or less. Uh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I guess. 
one that stood out to me was the... No, no, the... aren't we just talking about what we actually thought of the overall film? Yeah. yeah. Well, what, okay, what do you yeah. mean, one that stood out? One, yeah, one. one of the overall films that stood out to me was Airbud 2. <laughs> I only watched one. It really video. shined through uh, today when we Sean, watched Airbud 2. Let's, uh, let's just give a general review of the movie. I thought it was not to the standards of the original Airbud. Yeah. I felt it lacked the same amount of heart. Definitely enjoyed it at least. Yeah. I was, yeah, I, yeah, definitely enjoyed it at least out of the three of us. I was pretty past it towards the end of the film. I really, the villains weren't compelling to me. Um, there was no, so there were no stakes in the football game. I didn't really care, you know. Mm. They, they, sure, they, they were probably going to win. I assumed, you know, you yeah, have to stakes assume. overall. You know, the, the just, villains, there's no. I don't know. It just felt very by the numbers, which is a stupid thing to be saying about a film about a dog. Yeah, football, I think the only real compelling plot was the bit, like, okay, I think the bit with Josh and the new man was actually. Not not too badly done. No, and I felt that that was probably the bit that had was sort of the most similar to Airbud One because Airbud One it was like he was dealing with moving to a new town and stuff. Yeah. It was like personal issues. That was the most sort of. Um, it's it's the kind of human core of the film, and I think it kind of got left behind in this part because the three felt quite unconnected in yeah. terms of like there was you had like the football, and they like have to get to, they have to win the finals otherwise the coach is going to be fired, mm. and there's the bit with Patrick dating his mum. And then there's like that happening, and then there's the bit with the weird Russians who are running an animal circus, and that's happening. So the the three kind of you know they obviously overlap, but it didn't really feel like they were strongly connected. No, it just felt to me way. it just felt like a a sequel cash grab. There was no love in this film for me. Mm. Oh, I, would, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, think... I would. I would go that far. <laughs> You're a bold man, Jamie. You're pushing the boundaries of dog film. <laughs> Fuck you, Air Bud Golden Receiver. You ruined everything. But there are some bits that I did like in the film. Um, I thought the coach in this was a, a compelling Actually, character. Yeah, no, he was really good. Um, obviously, contrasting him to the um, homeless black man who eventually took over the basketball team. Bill Cobbs wasn't wasn't movie. seen in this, but no. I think this coach. I liked him more. I yeah, think he was, no, he was good. He was, he was good. one of the better parts of the movie. He was don't quite a believable character. Very sympathetic. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. He was very, oh. he was very uh, archetypal. Or... No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's fair enough. But I'd like, I don't know, his interactions felt genuine. They felt yeah. human. Yeah, he had some, he had... some touching moments. Yeah. I actually quite liked him as a character. Um, <laughs> Oliver's just clinking some beer bubbles together. Oliver is, of course, a huge alcoholic. He's reverted to drinking to get through this podcast. <laughs> Four episodes in and he can't handle it. Um, uh, Oliver, what did you think of the film yeah. in general? Oh, no, I don't want to say overall stuff. Is you've, you've, you've summed it up. It okay. wasn't great. I wasn't a fan. Oh, can we can we please talk about the opening scene? Because that's I yeah, feel like you, one of you've gone about this because this was something yeah. you wrote about when you watched. I mean, because because when I first watched this film, it was midnight. <laughs> I didn't know what I was in for. I thought you know, fun family film about a dog, sure thing. And it opens in quite a frankly nightmarish way. The <laughs> cameraman is having the time of his life, stumbling all over the place. The camera cannot say still for one moment. <laughs> Sickening camera angles. I know. I theorized some sort of an area problem. He just can't keep the fucking no. camera straight. And and this this is a scene is basically a dog. You know, Airbud is intruding on a basketball game. That's that's the the premise summed up but it goes on for about four minutes and it's like this horrific fever dream <laughs> I, I, I'll read my notes <laughs> that was my horrified notes that I was making I, I thought it owed a lot to uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas <laughs> nice little nice homage there not necessarily I'd, something I'd have chosen for you know a children's <laughs> film about dogs but no. I thought it was nice all the same here's Just lots of crash zoom here's my live reaction oh. to it 
Spinning crash zoom into boy's face. Quotation marks. Oh no. Best moment of film yet. Nicely understated. Not overly dramatic. He's clearly fully aware that he has a mischievous dog. I like that. Dog owners should expect that sort of thing. Those who freak out shouldn't have a dog. Four minutes in. Beginning to feel like a pretty nightmarish trip. The repetitive funky groove of the music. The cameraman unleashing hell as people try to stop the dog. Weird echoing voices. Feel sick. <laughs> yes, and you felt sick? Yeah. <laughs> That was me narrating my own state of mind, and I felt, sick. Oh. you know, the camera's all over the place. And just to put it in perspective, you, you were watching a sequel to a film you'd never seen. No, <laughs> that, that's you the were opening. Completely in the deep end for yeah. this one. That's how I thought they were introducing the Airbud franchise. I'm, I'm glad you're still here with us today. This nightmare vision is incredible. Um, what do we think? Uh, I don't know. We've sort of given a bit of stuff about the characters. Is there anyone who stands out? Um. Okay. Well, oh. again, the coach. Um. He has got. He's a good guy. He's he's a good guy. He's got a nice. There's a bit where Josh sees Patrick proposing to his mother in a pretty casual way. He just kind of comes up and says, "Hey, do you want to marry me?" Not like down a few months into them, their relationship. Yeah, not been yeah. very long. It's very it sudden. was a bit, bit odd. Um. But so Josh runs away from home, and there's a nice scene. I really enjoyed the scene. Um. He's at the train station, and the coach just kind of comes out. Mm. He's, and like. The mother called him, so I assume he knew Josh was running yeah, away, yeah. and obviously anticipated him being at the train station. He just comes out, he kind of casually engages in conversation, and using the Socratic method convinces him that you can love two things at once, you know. Mm. He can he can learn to love Patrick while still loving his old dad, mm. um, who again is a clan in Canada now. Uh, so yeah, I think that was quite a nice scene. Yeah, um, the, I, the coach I... just kind of genuinely seems to want... Like I know, often I feel like he said he did. He said he coached the football for the, for the love of kids. Exactly, and which I, feel I like... felt to be deeply disturbing. <laughs> um, well, read like that, Jamie. Read with the depraved mind of a, you, yourself. What can I say? Uh, I traded my soul for Hubba Bubba. So, exactly. You're yeah. you're not a man yeah, who feels love the for things. Um, Clearly, I'm uh, pretty far gone at this point. Right? <laughs> but just speaking um, as we were before, like in terms of like the paint by numbers coach figure from mm. sports films, I feel like often they're ones that, I mean, you know, contrasting with the coach from the last film who only cared about winning, mm. I think it was quite nice yeah, to see no, one who genuinely seemed to really care about the kids. And what? you know, I, I think that was a nice departure from yeah. the norm. Speaking of the the coach from the first film, actually. Um, he, he there was a quite harrowing scene in which he was throwing balls at, at Josh's friend um, Tom, I believe. Yeah, Tom. Um, and it was quite horrific. And it's like, well, oh, this is very dark. It's the darkest scene in the movie. And you know, clearly, based on this film, it's had quite the impact on Tom. He's sexually depraved. Uh, he's he's a creepy man. He's you know what I love about eleventh grade. It's eighth grade. No, it's eighth grade. That's no? the one. No, it's eighth. The oh. girls are starting to become women. Yeah, that's right. And just he's just, he's just a very sort of sexual bent that's to really his vile character behavior. Um, that's a really minor subplot with him and a romance of some some woman. Yeah, which goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Well, she says she has potential. So well, I no, I thought. Fucked. I mean, Josh. I quite like how in the scene where they're like throwing the ball to each other, Josh looks properly disgusted with his friend. He's like. And, and I was thinking, you know, why why is he still his friend? But uh, I, I thought, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe the friend has some incriminating details about him. Because <laughs> Tom refers to Josh's killer arm. <laughs> and it's like it's a throwaway comment. It's like, oh, it's a killer arm. It's great at sports. But he says it a few times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and if you look at Josh's eyes, there's fear <laughs> that his friend will let slip. Something that he's not meant to. They're the eyes of a stone cold killer. So you know he's essentially blackmailing them, and then Josh is going to cover up Tom's sexual crimes. Um, I think that 
the horrible thing Josh did is he killed his father. Shit. It's not as intricate as Alistair's previous theory about the father. Hey, I'm no bloody rocket scientist, but I think he's killed him. I think I think it could be on something. There. I I actually think our theories tie together. Right. What if in uh, a kind of mad drunken vengeance, Josh went to the house of Mister Slappy Happy or whatever he's called, <laughs> he's like, yeah, not knowing that he was his father, of course, because of the massive reconstructive surgery. Is this post Airbud one. Post Airbud one, yes. And uh, he actually killed him. He's <laughs> not satisfied with the court case. Josh Fram is out for blood. Yeah, this is plausible. Oh my god. I like it. Just yeah, it's good. fucking burn his house down with him in it. Twas yeah. I who set the house ablaze. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it's good. I think I think that we should take that as Ken. Yeah. Then realise yeah, okay, that's good. Um so another character I thought well you guys touched on or definitely Alistair touched on quite a bit was a small kid with glasses. Oh yeah, I want to talk about this because this also <laughs> ties into my uh, prevailing theory for this film um, so there's this kind of weird kid on the football team and he doesn't really seem to have a defined role he's a kind of aide-de-camp of uh, the, the chief uh, the coach sorry <laughs> yeah. he like kind of carries his hat he whispers things to him yeah this kid couldn't but be more, any more than five or six he's very years small he's really young he's very small well, he, he looks, looks a bit odd he's really ge- he's really quite small yeah. right? he's maybe yeah. standard growth I think that he's actually <laughs> just the asthma medication probably probably a lot older than he looks but he's you know stunted because of some horrible Whoa. birth condition um, yeah we can only speculate and I think that he's actually the mastermind behind not only the football team but also some of the greatest crimes of the 20th century <laughs> Crimes such as? Well, the, the stealing of the Mona Lisa, among yeah. others. I mean, Nine some of them are so horrible that we don't even know about them, Jamie. That's Not how devious, sure. that's how devious this boy sure. is. Yeah, that's true. Um, None of them was in fact. Not the 20th century. Not the 20th century. Above the 21st, that's right. But I have, I have a few pieces Early of evidence on. to back this up. Um, Starting with a bang. There's... <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, there's... You know, there's a scene where he's drawing up the strategic, you know, right. like things for the football team. The coach doesn't seem to have any part in it. He seems to control <laughs> the strategy of the football team. Yeah, um, a lot and, of faith to be putting in a fairly small child. Yeah, I mean, you know, if he was actually a, a mere seven-year-old, then why is he the one doing all the strategy? And he just generally seems to have a real hand in running the team. The coach delivers motivational speeches and like inspires and accepts everyone who wants to join the <laughs> yeah. team we got room for a few more players I don't know if there are actually limits on how many people you, you can I have think... in American football teams I don't well, play they're, they're not football. all actually playing on the team like, you can have as many I guess maybe, I mean, I guess if you want to run like a team of 40 subs you know I guess. Yeah. if they're all fine with it I, I, there's surely yeah. not it just doesn't seem entirely likely yeah no Definitely unlikely. I mean, but yeah, so but this world. this kid actually seems to do most of the kind of groundwork of the coaches in like devising the formations and the logistical side of things. And we we see him literally whispering commands to the coach mm, during true, the final game. Really poor acting though. From this no, kid. I this disagree. Kid, this kid looks vacant in most scenes. I I, I strongly disagree. <laughs> okay. He was probably my favourite part. He was a standout for me. Right. In the very first scene, we see him. Um, we see Josh Fram fuck up royally he just kind of dithers and then he gets tackled immediately yeah. and we see the kid just kind of like slap his pencil against his clipboard he's got always got a pencil and clipboard pure sign of genius <laughs> it's good um, technology exactly no but he just kind of like slams his pencil and looks real disappointed and the rest of the time sometimes he's emotionless yes <laughs> but felt, that only portrays the, the character that he's playing which is that of uh, you know like a mastermind mm. you can't expect a man with an IQ of 216 <laughs> 
to, to like, react that strongly. I can and I will. You well, clearly have very low standards. I'm sorry, Jamie, but that's simply not an accurate portrayal of a super genius. Well, um, yeah, yeah, okay. We'll agree to disagree on that one. I thought he was shit. Alistair thinks he is the next DiCaprio. Um, any highlights? Any just moments yeah, that we thought? Grew up to beat a yeah, absolutely highlights. Um, there's a dog wearing sunglasses in a fucking beret at the vet. <laughs> you know, who dresses their dog up to visit the vet? Surely they've got a, the vet's gonna. We've got to take those clothes off. We've got to examine him. You know, what well, you know, he's got to look his best. So I think that dog is probably the star of like his own separate dog film, and he's just like a oh, shit, it's a crossover. It's a shared universe. I'd like, like to think Avengers. there's a spin-off movie about the monkey at the at the the dog the kidnappers uh, have taken a monkey. Chimp, he's not a monkey. He's a chimp. They he's call him ape. a monkey a lot. Well, it rubbed off on me. He's not a monkey. He doesn't have a tail. He is a chimpanzee. Hey. He is an ape. It's absolutely true. He's good. He's a star. I like the animals the best. Um, I feel like this movie. I, I never really buy the drama. I'm I, mm. sort of. Stands or falls on the comedy offered, and it was pretty sort of sparse. Yeah, I like the yeah, subtle comedy of the uh, coach saying, "My practice is a no picnic," while he's eating a sandwich, <laughs> traditional food of a picnic. <laughs> that's that's sort of the best jokes we, we've got that's here. Gone. It's that's not really yeah, the villains aren't sort of up to happy no, slappy standards. Not funny at all. Mm. Shit. Even Patrick, who's he's just a really nice guy. Like, there's yeah. no reason for he's Josh a really not liking character. him. He just seems like a just like really nice dude. Yeah. I feel like they could have added a bit of texture to his character. Like, he was like he was a violent abuser. Well, no, no, obviously not. Like, <laughs> texture. That's some real texture. But he just he just seems like a real stand up dude. Not, I mean, yeah. I can understand that Josh is still conflicted about having a new father. Yeah. But, but surely know. this is the best possible yeah, man to really do it. Guy. He's a very he's a very one note guy. Like. Yeah. He just kind of you yeah, can't he, he does what the mother of him. Yeah. He doesn't feel real. He feels very flat. Um, a highlight for Good me. A highlight yeah. for me He's was um, in a scene towards the end. Josh is coming home after he sort of run away, if you will, um, and the mother goes in to hug him. And I just noticed on her hand she had a band aid, um, just a band aid <laughs> on her thumb. And I just really loved it. I thought, thought it brought some realism. You know, like I'm assuming that that woman actually probably just had a cut on her thumb and she was just wearing a band aid on in the scene. You know, and it's like yeah, yeah. You know, people get cuts on their thumbs. It made it grounded the scene for me, and I really applaud uh, the creative team behind this movie. And I applaud the actress for really bringing it to that scene that day. Uh, she really sold me. So that's my favourite scene. It's a small, a small thing to touch upon, but I thought... Small but human. Small but human, and uh, probably for me was the only redeeming quality of the film. So, Elster, <laughs> uh, a highlight from you. Oh, this is quite difficult. I don't really know if I have a highlight. I mean... It's hard to find a highlight in such a piece of shit. I'm just, kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I really didn't hate that movie. You did the dog with glasses. Was that a highlight? Yeah. Okay. I assume. I can't yeah, you, yeah, you said the, the dog with glasses and a beret was your highlight. It was. Oliver is deeply inebriated. Um, my highlight, well, I don't know. I really did like that kid in the first scene. I really bought his kind of look of disgust the gla- at Josh's. The glasses kid? Yeah, the yeah. glasses kid. Fair enough. Um, I bought that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my highlight. There was quite an amusing scene where the two Russian dog nappers are falling down a hill and they're just <laughs> they're very clearly propelling themselves <laughs> yeah. like they're, yeah. they're going to active efforts to kind of jump down this hill because it's not very steep no it's a kind of small hillock and they yeah, just absolutely no they're clearly propelling themselves it. physically they're, 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 make, they're really they're jumping hard on themselves yeah. yeah it looks as if they've been struck by some kind of massive force <laughs> you could stop yourself from falling down that hill quite immediately oh, yeah. just, just oh, yeah. stay still 
nothing will happen yeah, and then they like literally fly into a pond so just the sheer kind of cartoonish absurdity and there's also a pig at that pond for no reason oh that's bizarre. just got to a shot of a pig just standing at the pond yeah. What's was, a, what's like, I don't know what the fuck that was about. That was odd. Yeah, that was really. It's weird. like it's setting that up for something later yeah. on in the movie. It's like, what, what's this pig? I mean, there are pigs in there. Apparently, zoo. nothing. But but they don't capture that pig or anything like it's. Well, maybe they did have a vengeance. But I not on screen. Do, do they do, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember seeing that. It's yeah, <laughs> no. Really odd touch there. A very odd directorial decision. Maybe yeah. there was just a pig on set. And they're like, should <laughs> get a shot of that pig, and then and they just slipped it in the movie later on. Like, that was good. Yeah. 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 It was a good shot. Who knows, eh? Visually One day stunning. Because it's not like they landed in, like, a pig's sty. No, like, it was just a I could see that. Do you know the they were just, like, by the... Oh, shit, no, I can't. I believe it was Tim Robbins. Um. <laughs> no, it was not Tim Robbins, star of Shawshank Redemption. It was completely... Alistair has left... Oh, this room. is deeply unprofessional. What if I left now? <laughs> you have to carry this alone. Okay, you guys. Because I really do need to urinate. Do you actually? Not at the same time as him. No, come on. You can't leave me here by myself. I won't. But I'm just... I'm imagining is it. Is Alistair actually going to the bathroom? What is he doing? Yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ. Close the door. Pro- All professionalism has gone out the door. Okay. It's a shit show. Oh, well, that's... Oh, you could probably... <laughs> that's oh, nice. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> No, he shut the door. Okay, he shut the door. You, but... could, hear, you could hear the sound of his... Yes. Yeah. I was keen for that not to happen, but... um. Hello. So what are we... Uh... Hello. <laughs> Hello. I feel like we don't really have much else to discuss about this. I actually wrote a script. I wrote a speculative um, oh. storyline. Okay, go on, go on to that. Would you like... It's quite long. It's not, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, it'll be about three minutes. Yeah, go for it, yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to do a bit more creative writing recently. Um, and Airbud sort of inspired me because that's going through my... Should I just... Alice yeah, well, is gone, I'll just go for just it. Just read it. You know, all, all bits are off. Sure. <laughs> all right, you can, you can comment okay. as appropriate. All right. Josh Fram lay back on his bed inside. So here he finally was, college. It was hard saying goodbye to his beloved hometown, but it was time to start a new chapter, to move on. Well, mostly. He looked over to the corner of his small room and smiled. There sat Buddy's kennel. His mother had been curiously reluctant to let him take the dog. When he had announced that Buddy would be coming with him, she burst into tears and poured herself a not inconsiderable portion of gin. (laughs) It was hard to hear over the sobbing, but it sounded like, what's happened to you, repeatedly. (laughs) Classic mum, right? (laughs) But ever since Josh's friend Tom had been in prison for sexual assault, (laughs) Buddy had been his only friend. (laughs) A fairly uncontrollable one intent on bursting in on any sports games, but at least he wasn't a sex pest. Well, it was a little bit, but just the standard dog level. (laughs) On his first day, Josh had joined the college hockey team. He hadn't really played before, not when the... But but when the coach asked him about his experience, he confidently strode forward, declaring, Not since I was nine. He leaned into the coach, staring intently and winking. Or should I say, (laughs) canine? Shaken by the bizarre experience, the coach was keen never to see Josh again, but the team was short of players. They had to take him. After a number of practices, which made it very clear that Josh was absolutely useless at the game, the rest of the team was worried. But Josh would always wink and say, wait to the big game. Then you'll see my secret weapon. The other men, not clear on, not keen on the prospect of Josh showing them his penis, stopped talking to him. <laughs> but finally, it was the day of the first game. After some truly abominable play, halftime came. All right, boys, we're losing badly. It'll take a miracle to win this one. A miracle, you say? Josh looked towards the open entrance of the gymnasium, preparing himself for Buddy's spectacular entrance. And just as the whistle blew for the second half to start, four well-built canine legs came bursting through the door. Josh leapt in the air triumphantly, but it came immediately apparent that the dog approaching the team was not Buddy. It was the coach's Rottweiler, Saucy Ellen. (laughs) And upon upon arrival, did a really big shit. (laughs) 
Josh broke down, lying on the floor and screaming. He couldn't keep fooling himself. It was tearing his life apart. For Buddy had died a few years previously. He was never coming back. And then the people who I've, who I've paid to make this movie happen... Um, they, 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 they're pretty keen on a montage of Buddy suffering from sarcoma, <laughs> hacking up blood, collapsing, uh, and they want Coldplay's The Scientist to play. While a narrator says, synovial sarcoma is a rare form of cancer that affects soft tissue near the Jesus. joints of the arm, leg, or neck. I can't do this. It affects many dogs, even ones who don't play sports really well. Please give generously to stop this. And the camera pans up and Buddy is playing basketball in heaven. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. So that's sort of my plan for Airbud 3. Um, oh, I've got a lot of goddamn oh, demons in you. I believe the, the filmmakers are called the Cancer Society. They've, they've picked it up. Oh, I really hope that is what Airbud 3 is about. <laughs> yeah, I, we, I don't know. We I might watch it one day. A darker turn of the yeah. franchise. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah. Um, I think we've pretty much covered <laughs> most bases, haven't Jesus, we? Jesus, I fucking hope so. I don't know if I can go on after that. I um, I just want to give a quick update. Still no word back from Tim Allen, so... Um, uh, I mean, he's probably not checked his emails. He's quite busy. No, you know, you've got, 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 got to imagine Tim has, hasn't much time to check his emails. I'm sure it's not so. out of any malice. Like, No, no, I'm, I'm sure he'll get around to it. Um, got a lot of boats clean. And when I do hear from him, um, I will let you know. So uh, yeah. just wanted to update you, you know, in case you were sitting there going, oh, I wonder if Jamie's heard from Tim Allen yet. Uh, I haven't. No. Um, I'm hoping to. Uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. If anything, the tone of your emails has become more aggressive. Well, well that's, you know, just naturally. I've had to amp up the stakes You've had to... Well, um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, how else do you, you know, expect a response? I've asked for his blood. <laughs> um, just, yeah, really just hoping it'll get his attention. Um, just wanted want to share some thoughts with him about Toy Story 4 as well. Um, Is that coming out? Unfortunately, it's happening, guys. So I just wanted to really, oh, no. really. Uh, well, first of all, obviously, I wanted to ask him about his personal life, as we discussed in yeah. the Shaggy Dog. But also, just wanting to send him some uh, some hefty threats yeah. to uh, basically make ca- that a good film. call off yeah. any sort of production on Toy Story Four. Um, I mean, maybe it'll be good. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you did. Sad. I mean, they've got a pretty good hit rate. They're all good films. Well, but... I mean, Pixar has not got a hundred percent hit rate. Look at Cars Two. What a piece of shit. I haven't seen it. Cars 1. Uh, well, Cars 1. I like Cars 1. Because Cars 1 tipping Cars over one is good. Like the tractors it's just like, that, it's, just that it's, it's like not quite up to Pixar standards, but I then guess, like Cars 2 is just like... It's this weird. Is just not I fundamentally don't give a shit about Cars. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's for another podcast. Um, You're in my car. Alistair, before we I leave... I feel safest oh. I can lock all my doors. Okay, um, <laughs> Alistair, before we go, what film will we watch next time? Do. Do, do, I'm do, 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 very excited by this announcement. It's one that we've all been... Uh, Anticipating for mm-hmm. quite some time, Oliver especially, because next week we'll be watching Karate Dog. Oh, oh starring um, what was that Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase, yeah, yeah voices Chevy Chase. Uh, it's about a dog who does karate. There's a bit of karate in it, I believe. Yeah, we can assume there's some karate involved. All right, um, but yes. that'll be next time. Until then, get your, your bloody hands, hands off, off my, my dog cast. cast. Your, your piece dog of cast. shit. How many times do we have to tell you? It's really getting quite ridiculous. Woo 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 woo.